Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode 139. I'm your host, Tyler, saying thank you so much for joining us. And joining me are two co-hosts as usual. Let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you this week? I'm doing well. Um, you say we're up in the great north and it's cold and stuff like that, but that's that's a myth right now. It is not cold. It is hot. Well, not hot. It's warm and it's raining. Uh, but other than that, I got some games in. Uh, as you guys know, on Friday... Super Smash Brothers Ultimate came out, and I've played a fair bit of that. Uh, played with my roommate because he's a big Smash Brothers fan, and I'm telling you right now, that game is hard. Like, wow! I didn't really like. I thought, yeah, you get through it pretty quick. Unlock all these characters, no big deal. No, it is not a walk in the park. Uh, the last match that I've been working on, I've probably between me and my roommate, we probably went through 300 lives like <laughs> wow and uh i haven't went back to it yet i'm going to at one point i might just go to a different level and like oh, i'll just come back to that later and other than that i finally put on my digital skates and got back on that nhl 19 ice and i forgot how well and how fluid that game is that game is a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to get back into it and start playing a bit more. And Tony, I don't know if you're listening, but you're going to listen at one point, I'm sure. I will play you NHL this weekend. If not, uh, whenever. Let's set up a time. Let's get that game in, and uh, I want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs run over your Detroit Red Wings. Other than that, I'm right. good. How are cool. you two doing? Oh, not bad. Let's say hi to Steven first. Steven, you've had sort of an eventful week with some developments, podcast-wise and gaming-wise, so tell us about that. I, I have. Uh, it has been a very eventful week. I'll, I'll just run you down from uh, from the start, like, you know, chronologically here. Um, so Saturday, I was like, I woke up early and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to torture myself on camera for y'all's enjoyment. And so what I did was I, uh, I, I did a video of me eating some like Carolina Reaper beef jerky. And I'm not, not going to lie. I didn't think it'd be as spicy as it was. Um, and like, I don't want to give too much away, but go watch the video if you haven't, if you, if you want to see me kind of, kind of, um, you know, be miserable for, <laughs> for a little bit. I, I wouldn't even call it misery. Cause I'm excited to do the next, the next few, to be honest with you. But, um, that was fun. That was fun. And then, uh, you know, I had like, this is my last week of classes before finals next week. So I had the, the normal school grind and I was, I was playing some games and one of those days I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy smash. So I went out and I picked up a copy of Smash Bros um, and have been playing that um, recently. And then also over the weekend, I decided, you know what else I should buy? Because, you know, I just have money burning a hole in my pocket, apparently. Uh, I'm going to pick up PSVR. So I, I ordered that. And that came in today, actually, about a few hours ago from the time we recorded. But I got that set up and I got to play about half an hour to 40 minutes of Beat Saber. And holy crap, was that game like just absolutely like so much fun and I'm so excited to play it some more um, because I've been having a great time um, doing that. So, I mean, that's basically been my week. It's been kind of eventful. Next week I have, um, uh, what's it called? (laughs) Finals. your story, man. Finals. That's going to suck. So I should probably study instead of playing VR. 
playing <laughs> VR all day, but you know it's not important. Nah, yeah, not important. <laughs> so, right, Stephen, um, Stephen, uh, how how scared are you? Maybe not for the next beef jerky that you're gonna do, but the one after. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Um, let's see. I was about a seven on the scared scale for the Carolina Reaper, so I'm about a nine or ten on the on the <laughs> on the scale for the other one. Uh, I'm uh, excited to watch it. Not that I like enjoying seeing you in pain, but I find it thoroughly entertaining. Yeah, it's so, kind of the best uh, part, though, Graham. Kind of, you know. Yeah. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to point that out. Yeah. All right, so. For me, uh, I've had a pretty good week. Uh, I actually got back into Madden this week, played a lot of that. They have their sort of holiday uh, promo going right now um, with the, like, Zero Chill or whatever, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. I, I'm having a good time with it and uh, enjoying that. So played a lot, a lot of that this week. Um, also played some Destiny 2 again, uh, <sighs> Forsaken. Oh, yeah, we, we did do yeah. that, didn't we? Yep, we, we streamed that last weekend, and uh, I'm have, still having a good time with it. It's pretty fun. I uh, played some Battlefield Five, and I'm trying to do some of the like campaign or the story war stories, or whatever they're called. Man, I'm not feeling it. No, no. Like, Graham, I really, really want to like this game. I'm just like when I stop playing it, I don't feel the need to go back right away, you know. And I, I certainly didn't feel that way with one, and I absolutely didn't feel that way with four. So you so, think you're just getting tired of the same thing over and over? It's just not exciting you anymore? Maybe. Or do you think it's just, like, not as good a game? I, I think part of it is that it's just not as good of a game. The The reviews kind of bear that out, too. You know? It, review-wise, it got right around a 7. Which, honestly, the way reviews are done now, that's kind of average. So, I just, I think that... Uh, it shows in the game, in the way the game plays. And it's really disappointing because I, I so want to like it. I want to enjoy it. And usually I like Battlefield better than Call of Duty. I can't say that that's necessarily the case this time around. So, anyway, Grandma, I don't know if you saw a Twitch chat. says you have the voice of an angel. Aww. I know. <laughs> Stop it, guys. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much been my week. And you can find us on, you know, all your normal places, all the places you're probably listening to us right now. Um, and on top of that, if you would like, you could also follow us on Radio Public, which is a new, like, uh, podcast service that just picked us up. And uh, Dash Radio, where we're, like, played throughout the week, like, it's like a normal radio station. Um, and so that's that's pretty awesome if you uh, you want to listen listen over in one of those places on top of, like, CastBox if you're, you're mad at CastBox or iTunes for whatever reason. Um, and we'd love to have you come join our community, right? Um, and the best place or the easiest way to do that is to head on over to Twitch at TXH Gaming Hub. And you can find links to Discord, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, you know, YouTube, you can see the video of me eating that, that jerky. Um, and... And that's the easiest way to do it. But you can also find us on Facebook at the Gaming Hub Forums. And from there, you can find links to everything else as well. Uh, and then Twitter and YouTube are TXH Gaming Hub. Um, and we, we, would love to, we would love to have you come join our communities because we have a lot of great conversations about everything, whatever you need, whatever you want to talk about. You guys lead the conversations and, and <coughs> um, our community loves talking about just everything. Um, and finally, uh, lest I forget, 
Uh, we are the also the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. Head on over to the xboxhub.com for all the latest and greatest in Xbox news, reviews, and uh, everything from the world of Xbox. All right. So, real quick correction, Stephen. Um, where YouTube is the Gaming Hub podcast. My bad. So, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. It's a lot of stuff to get through, right? <laughs> but, uh, but hey, if you'd like to help support the show, we'd really appreciate that. There's a few different ways to do that. So, right on, on Twitch... Uh, there's a couple different ways. So you can give us a follow there, like Steven said. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, we'd really appreciate it. It helps the show grow, helps us to do better giveaways, and uh, look forward to doing some of the things we want to do in the future. Also, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash gaming hub. And I know I talk about it every single week, but I'm really going to stress it right now. Because for as little as $5 a month, you get an entry at least one entry, into a monthly giveaway just for patrons for $60 in gift cards to whichever console you want. So Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo to use on anything that you want. So the holiday sales are coming. We'll get some good stuff there. And uh, you'll have $60 to use if you're a patron and are entering into that. We're actually doing that giveaway tonight at the end of the show. So also, for as little as $2 a month, you get an extra clue each month into for our holiday giveaway. And I'm telling you guys, I know <laughs> we've heard people say like, every time you guys release another clue, I get more confused. That's going to change tonight. I promise you. So between the clue we're doing in this show and the Patreon exclusive clue that's going to be up in the next couple of days, I anticipate we'll get a winner. And if we don't, next week is the final week, the final clue. And trust me, we're basically going to tell you what it is. So that uh, that's for our biggest giveaway ever. Graham, tell them about it. Yes, that biggest giveaway ever is a Nintendo Switch. Yes, you heard me right. We're giving away a Nintendo Switch as the grand prize of this giveaway. Now, how do you win this Nintendo Switch? Well, first, you have to listen back. Well, you don't have to, but it's recommended that you listen back from episode 127 and g obtain all the clues from that episode forward. And you put those clues together, and you're like, okay, I got an idea what this could be. And what it, what it will be, it will be either be a person, a place, a thing, a game, a console, something related to the gaming world. And if you think you know what the... What the what the prize, or not the prize is, but the answer is, you have two ways to submit. You can uh, go on a, either our Facebook or Discord, and by using the Google form, you can submit your guess. Now, you only get two guesses unless, like Tyler said, you are a patron, which gives you one additional guess. And like Tyler said, we are getting down to the end of it. We, after patron, you will have one more clue. So better get your guesses in there and use them wisely because you only have a limited number and best of luck to everyone. All right. Thanks, Graham. And, and I'll tell you guys, when, when we were prepping this episode uh, last night, we were talking about the clues and we're like, we're all kind of in agreement. Like, man, if no one gets it from this one and the next one, like we'll be kind we're of disappointed. So there's a challenge for you guys. <laughs> yeah. We're going to keep it. Graham will have like five <laughs> Nintendo switches at that point. Yeah. We, we give so, it to Tyler, but we know they don't get played there. So, <laughs> so like I said, hang around for the clue tonight. It's, it is a game changer, trust me. So hang around for that if you're in Twitch and uh, to the 
probably near the end of the episode if you're listening. So we'll, we'll have it somewhere in the episode. Don't exactly know when. Could be in five minutes. It could be in an hour. So we don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll get that clue to you guys before we leave you in episode 139. All right. Let's, uh, let's head into news. And... News would be a pretty short segment if we just did news. In the news. Because there really isn't anything. It's the holiday season. It's that time of year when all the gaming companies go on vacation for a couple weeks and well-deserved for them. So, you know, we hope everybody out there, if anybody's listening that works in the gaming industry, we hope you have a great holiday and and get some well-deserved rest. But we still have a show to do. So we're going to talk about something. And we decided this week to kind of begin sort of our year-end type of stuff and we're going to do it by talking about our favorite news stories or the what we think are the biggest news stories of the year so i'm going to turn it over to steve we're going to start with some playstation focused stuff and go from there all right um well we might as well start with the biggest uh news from playstation this year they're coming from this year i should say um or at least the most recent it might not be the biggest and that is god of war beat red dead redemption 2 for game of the year um and i know it surprised me and tyler or tyler and i let's use proper english here i know it surprised us but i know a lot of playstation fans wanted it to win whether or not it's because they thought it was a better game or not i don't know it could have been tribalism or whatever you want to call it but i mean it's not saying god of war is not a good game it did win game of the year so it must have been pretty pretty dang good but i know a lot of playstation fans wanted it to win or thought it would win and so i mean it's great for playstation they they got a game of the year this year um and really crushed xbox um with the games that came out all together um so that that was a, a, a big story i mean I don't want to like, you know, beat this uh, beat this horse, you know, any any more than we've already have in recent weeks and complain about Red Dead not getting the credit it deserves. But yeah. God of War is a great game, and I really want to go replay it now, especially since it won the game of the year. I do plan on going wait, back. Wait. Um, you said replay it. I Wouldn't that require I mean, finishing it? No, I'm gonna restart it over. <laughs> okay, I played it forty hours, or well, actually, I don't think it was forty hours. I played like twenty hours. I'm gonna restart it. Okay, Graham, is that better okay, for I, you? There, I'm just, I was just, just clarifying because people are like, wow, Stephen, he finished another one. I just wanted to clarify, he did not finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, we, we've talked about this a lot recently, so I don't want to spend a super long time on this, but it is significant because I think. Everyone just kind of went into the Game Awards assuming it was going to be like the coronation for Red Dead 2. Yeah. And it wasn't. And credit to God of Works. It's a great game. So it, it is, though, it does stand out as a really big story from the year, though. Graham, anything to add? Um, not too much. Like, the thing that surprised me most is, like, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's the biggest thing everybody talked about. That's all I hear about on the radio and stuff like that. It's probably... That and Fortnite is probably the two most popular games I've like even heard people just repeatedly talking about. So by that means, I just thought they're just going to run away with it. So it was nice to see something like kind of surprise people, maybe anger some people, get people talking about it. Because God of War was an amazing game. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and and i kind of like how it's not so big an open world and didn't require as many hours as red dead redemption because i don't know if i'll finish red dead redemption but i got to finish god of war so quite happy with it and All right. yeah sometimes there's surprises you can't always get yeah. what you want 
And and it's not like it's unwarranted, you know. No, I mean exactly. it's a good game. So yeah, it's not like they gave it to see a thieves or something. But <laughs> yeah, correct. All right, Stephen. Uh, up next for you, I think is what I think is the biggest story for PlayStation this year. But go ahead. Well, I think it's the most surprising. Um, biggest is is object or subjective, uh, but that is PlayStation announced that they are going to skip E3 in 2019. And also, they didn't really announce it, but they just kind of did not announce that they were having a PSX, and as such, skipped, because PSX would have been last week, I think, um, because it it normally is the weekend right after the Game Awards. So they didn't have a PSX this year, and then they're skipping E3 next year. And uh, that surprised a lot of people. I know some people, I mean, found a way to spin this to be a good thing. I know some people are like, well, if they have nothing to show, then why show up? Um, I know Tyler is not of that crowd, so I'll let him go here. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about uh, yeah, Sony so, skipping? E3? You know, I've had some time to think about it. It's been, what, about a month or so since we kind of heard the news. But, uh, you know, after thinking about it for a while, I can I can tell you guys I haven't changed my opinion at all. I think, you know, I think E3, I get where people are coming from, making the argument to say, you know, if they don't have anything to show, then why go? And it's better for them to kind of do it on their own terms and have these events and control the message and have it just be about PlayStation. I get that. But I think there's a bigger thing that goes on at E3. And I think it's kind of the celebration of gaming where everyone comes together for a week and just has a great time celebrating, you know, this hobby that we all love. And I think that the companies owe it to the fans to be there. Like, the only major developer that really never takes part in E3 ever is Rockstar. All of the console makers are always there until next year. And Rockstar Rockstar makes sense because they release, like, a great game, like, once every, like, three, four years. Right. So you don't need an E3 for that. Um. So I think you owe it to your fans you know, PlayStation's the company, and they do so many things super well, so I'm not really knocking them here. But PlayStation also is the company that says they're for the gamer, you know, for the player, blah, blah, blah. Are you? If you're not going to go be part of this? So I I'm, I think it's a huge story because of how it can change what E3 looks like in the years to come. So, Graham? Yeah, no, I think this is huge news and i'm with you tyler i don't think there's any excuse like you're telling me you could not muster up enough to fill like maybe you don't need to have the same length of time as before like i know because you know maybe people like i'm sure people were planning last year or the year before or maybe the year before that it's okay i'm going to E3 this year, and maybe they, they're a huge Sony fan. Maybe that's the only thing they're fans of. So now they're like, well, now now I don't want to go. Like, I was planning this. I got all excited for this. So I feel like they're doing a disservice to their fans by not doing this. And they could come up with some big announcements that who knows that what people might want or just they could... I don't. I think it's bad choice. I think they're going to regret it, um, especially if you're trying to be competitive with like Xbox, and now you're not even going to show. So that kind of means 
Xbox is just going to be able to maybe even have a longer time. I don't know how they're going to do this now. It's just... Well, I, I think, Graham, that they're not trying to be competitive with Xbox in the sense that they think they've got this thing won so easily. And I worry for PlayStation that they're falling into the same pattern that Xbox did at the end of last generation. Yeah. Where they kind of got arrogant and they started doing things like Connect and then rolled that out as mandatory in the box this gen where they they, they kind of got disconnected from their fans a little bit and you know they didn't skip e3 ever but you saw the same type of things going on in other ways i just think that i think they owe it to their fans i think that they should they should be there and they should represent their product and if if they don't have games coming out next year then roll out the third parties yeah, that's what stage. I was going to say. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, they, Xbox, they, have... they got all these other studios that they, mm-hmm. they announce and stuff. Like, I'm sure they have, like, third-party studios that they could be announcing some stuff. Yeah. So, we actually just had, and Steven, I want to go back to you on this before we move on. I Somebody just mentioned in chat, like, do you think they'll have mandatory PSVR in the box? And I don't think so, but you've, you know, had some time with it. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't think they will, but I mean, it's interesting. I think PSVR in the 20 minutes I've played of it, right? Um, it's it's so much better than Connect ever was. Um, oh, like yes. I like that tw- like that 30 minutes was not enough for like I just want to play more. Whereas like after 30 minutes with Connect, I'm like, eh. but. Um, I, I want to answer the question because I never really did say my piece. I disagree with both of you. Um, though, actually, what you just said, Graham, kind of changed my mind a little back to towards your side. But I don't think – I mean, if they have nothing to show, then I get why. Like, I, I don't really need them to be there and then just stand up front for 20, 30 minutes and do nothing. I mean, they could show, like, third-party stuff, but – I, if they have nothing first party to announce, there's really not a reason for them to go. And I know you both disagree because you both just said you did. Um, and and you can you can you're fine thinking that. I don't. I think I don't think they need to be like if they have nothing to show. I don't want them there. It, it was just, it's just a waste of my time. It's a waste of their time. It's a waste of everybody's time. So do you um, think they're essentially just going to take the year off and not do yes. like anything like here here's the thing though i i'm I'm a fault yes i do think they're taking the year off from e3 but no no, i don't mean e3 but i mean in general they're not gonna have hold on hold on that's why i'm gonna get to that i'm I'm said if if they have a psx next year i'm absolutely going to be there i i think like psx 2019 if they have it will absolutely show a lot of crazy things the real (laughs) question is if are they going to be at e3 in 2020 that's the question i I think I think they absolutely will, because I think we're seeing the new consoles, both of them. Yeah, because everyone, everyone that like on the all the 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 PlayStation fans that defend this are like, um, you know, I mean, E3's dying, or that's I mean, not even necessarily PlayStation fans. I've heard that from a lot of people. Like yes. E3's dying. This confirms it. Blah 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 blah. And maybe that's the case, but I don't think so. I think. I think Sony will be back at E3 in 2020. I just mm. think they have nothing to show, so why go? Okay. And I'm okay with it. I know yeah. you're not, and I think... Well, I mean, I said I get the thing. argument. I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's sort of the attitude of, well, if I, if I don't think I'm going to win, I'm not going to play. So, 
you know, there, there's something to be said against that too, especially when your entire marketing scheme is about being for the players. And this is the one event every year. That's kind of a celebration uh, for gaming fans of, you know, the, this hobby that they enjoy. So I, I think I, I still stand by, I think they, they should be there, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's fine. You're allowed to think that. It's yeah. Just... Two, two against right. one, Stephen. You're wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're Canadian, right. so your opinion, you know, yeah. <laughs> I can't count it. All right. All right. So what? Uh, what's the last thing you got last, for PlayStation? Sorry. Last thing is PlayStation finally, 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 finally decided that they are going to allow people to change their names. So if you had some really stupid name you made when you were 12 or 13, and now you're like 20. 20 like five and you want to change your name you can you can do that um there was issues though it wasn't a smooth transition uh people i think people were like getting locked out or they were losing achievements or, or there was something that happened i can't even remember i just know it wasn't smooth um and also probably the bigger the bigger change is is sony relented a little bit and are deciding to allow cross play on some things um, whether this becomes a thing they do industry-wide for, like, every game that they could potentially do it for is remains to be seen. But it's a step in the right direction for those that care about it. Yeah. So I I almost wonder, as you were kind of saying all that, I almost wonder if all that sort of factored in, not not the name change thing, but the crossplay thing, factored into their decision to not be part of E3 next year because... Really, let's be honest, they came under fire for a couple things at E3 last year, or this year, which was, you know, the, first of all, their conference just wasn't up to their standard. It it was uh, really disjointed. They mm-hmm. had, like, this thing where they had to relocate, like, a huge portion of the audience from this tent back to the auditorium. So they had this really awkward and weird, like, intermission that short. went on way too long. Yeah. And they ended up really only focusing in on four games, all of which looked great, by the way. But that was the general focus of their show. So they came under some fire from that. And there were the people that just really love PlayStation and were saying, you know, they still win. But, I mean, objectively, it just wasn't up to the standard of what they'd done in previous years. So that got them some bad press. And then... Right around, it was, it was during E3 that the whole crossplay thing kind of really got legs. And it kind of carried on through the summer. And Sony was really kind of under fire for that. And they finally just had to, like you said, relent and just say, I guess we'll do it. So I wonder if that factored into them not being part of E3 next year at all or whatever. I wonder if they're worried about just it being kind of a PR mess. But, but I think they ended up doing the right thing eventually. I think they did the right thing for the wrong reason. They did it because they were getting hammered on it. And not because it's the right thing to do for players. So, Graham? Yeah, no. Um, it's crossplay. That was a huge thing. It was, I would say, we basically have to thank Fortnite for it. Um, that was the thing that just, they got so much pressure and. Fortnite was so popular and like Nintendo and Xbox was like rubbing it in their face. So basically they, they really had no choice. Uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with them saying, no, we're not going to do E3. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they planned on doing this. I don't think so personally. I think they were just forced to do it and rightfully so. 
Like, they should have, and the fact that they had a locked out as well, not only were they, like, saying, no, we're not going to cross-play, but they're like, well, you can't even, like, use your um, use your your account or whatever, like, locked out. So I think they did some serious damage control, and the whole name change thing, that's something that people wanted for a long time. I really don't know how hard it was, but it's good to see that they're finally actually giving the fans what they've been asking and demanding for a long time. So, um, yeah, no, it's good to see. It it does nothing but help everyone and make the industry better. And it, it sucks when people have different consoles and they're, like, friends, but they can't play together because they have, like, different systems. Like, once they fully break down that barrier and they can play, like, it's going to be so much better. Um, like, then, like, parents are not forced to, like, oh, I can only buy this console because their friend has it and stuff like that. But, like, when you have multiple kids and you can kind of justify buying two systems, but it's hard to justify buying two systems just for that reason. So, hopefully we get to see more of that <laughs> in the future. Um because yeah. I'm sure that's the thing fans want. So, let's so, so is the man who owns like four of each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Seriously. <laughs> so, I'm an exception yeah. to rules, okay? Just yeah, let apparently. that be known. Steven, anything to add on that? No, I mean, I, I crossplay, like, I, it's cool, I guess. Like, I just don't care about it. But I, if, I, if I'm glad that p- the people that use it. Um, now now can do it and i think the real thing that comes out um for 2018 in general is that fortnite fortnite wins 2018 regardless of if it didn't win game of the year fortnite is like the biggest like gaming like event ever Um, yeah i was gonna say is it the biggest gaming phenomenon ever yeah i think it is it is oh no absolutely like like i I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask my mom or dad, like, when next time I see them, I'm ask them if they just know what Fortnite is. And yeah. I think it's, like, two to one odds that they do. Yep. Um, I don't know how odds work, so, so tell me if that's good. <laughs> that sounds like it's good. Uh, but yeah. I think I think it's more than likely that one of them has heard about Fortnite. Um, and, mm. like, if I were to ask them about, like, Halo back in the day, like, I don't know. They would never have been able to tell me what that is. No, means. Halo was never this big, ever. Yeah. Uh, the only thing maybe is like World of Warcraft. Would you think like because yes. that got mainstream for yes. a while, but not like this. Yeah, if World of Warcraft came out in today, it's like age. Like World of Warcraft would be just as big as Fortnite is right now. But World of Warcraft, well, maybe not because it was paid. Would it? Yeah, it's paid that's, service. Yeah, that's yep. a tough one. That's a tough one. World of Warcraft was huge, but I think it was huge in gaming circles i think fortnite has yes. brought people that played games with people that don't normally play yeah. games I, I think fortnite's been the biggest force to make gaming mainstream maybe yes. ever yeah and fortnite's like so, fortnite is the game that like microsoft and microsoft sony and nintendo should be all over like having because it gets people to buy a console potentially to play it because they're mm-hmm. like i want to play fortnite or whatever and then now People are like, well, now I, I want to play something else, so now I can I can go, I can get um any like something something else, and um now you know some of those first party games sell. So sure. the three, I bet you the three console makers are super happy that that this oh, yeah. is a, a thing. So yep. All right, so let's uh, let's go to the Xbox side. And if you're a PlayStation fan listening to the show, you're probably like, all oh, these guys hate PlayStation. No, they suck. we don't. Because we're about to take Xbox to task, too. 
Oh, yeah. So what I'm going to introduce here as one of my biggest stories of the year, it's not a specific thing. It's just Xboxes 2018 in general. Because what a letdown this was. With one exception. Actually, two. But, Sea of Thieves, like, guys, we were so excited for that game. We were so looking forward to that game. We were like, this is going to be a, a kind of a game changer in a lot of ways. And every time we played the beta or the alpha, even going back to that, we had a great time with it and really enjoyed it. And then it released. And it was pretty much kind of trash. I don't want to be like that harsh on it, but I think we found out really fast why we had so much fun in the beta because we could only play it for like a couple hours at a time. Once the final release came out and we're like in hour four, we're like, oh, this is kind of it. Like this is all you can do. So then State of Gate 2 came out. Graham, you played more of it than me and Steven combined. Yes. Are you dying to go back to it? You know, I'm not dying, but I wouldn't mind going back to it. It's a fun game to play with other people. Um, and I didn't experience everything that game has to offer. Uh, I'd like to talk about Sea of Thieves. I, I feel like we... Because it did get better, but mm -hmm. we never got back to it. We didn't really give it a good chance. Because I know a lot of people really thoroughly enjoy that game. And I don't know how much they're still playing it. But... When they came with all these new updates and stuff like that, we didn't go back to give it a chance. Which, I know it should have been there from the get-go, but it seems like this is like a going trend now. Like, Fallout 76, that's yeah. a good example. Like, they messed up right from the beginning, but in the future, it could be so much better, but we're like, well, you lost your chance. And then, like, No Man's Sky. So, we seem to be seeing a lot more of this. Like, I don't know if it's because we have two high expectations and then we don't give them a second chance but well, it is unfortunate yeah so let me open this question up because graham you just kind of may come to mind we did an episode in 2018 um where we focused on sort of do games deserve second chances and i think see these fits into this perfectly you know also games like the original titanfall and the division and yeah, destiny yeah. like 18 different times and whatever <laughs> Here's my argument on it. it. My answer is yes and no. Because guess how much all those games cost when they came out? They $60. Cost, yeah, $60. Yeah. Full price. Well, not State of Decay. It was 30 but... Well, okay. I didn't say State of Decay there, though. Yeah, I said... Didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I said... No, um, I said, yeah, you didn't. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. But... The... Uh, those games that I listed, they were all $60 at release. And, by the way, all of them had a super high amount of hype behind them. Yeah. Which, by the way, the companies never, like, tempered down at all. They allowed expectations to be huge because they wanted to sell a ton of copies. So then these games come out, everybody pays $60 for them, and they get really what, at the time of release, is probably a $30 game. Maybe 40 Mm -hmm. But then they're like, well, trust us. We promise it's going to get better over time. Well, I'm not spending $60 a year from now. I'm spending $60 two months ago. Yeah, this isn't an investment. Okay. I don't get right. money back on this. <laughs> it's just waste of time. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of my take on it. I think, I think if you're going to charge that for a game, 
And I know we have a community question later about kind of how games are priced, and I think that ties in really well, and I look forward to getting to that. But, like, what do you guys think? Do you guys, are you guys with me on that? Like, I think if you're going to charge full price for a game, you should be held accountable to releasing a full game. Yes. So. Um, and I, I, I definitely in agreement and I, and I said it and I've said it a million times this year, um, that the games that need, there are certain games that need to come out and like in, in beta almost like if see if these came out and was released and Fallout 76 was released in beta for like $40 instead of 60, um, 30 maybe, but I would have paid 40, um, for those games and you play it and you get your feedback and then they like update like weekly. And then all of a sudden, like the final game has like everything you want that the, you know, the stuff that you get six months down the line, but like at six months, like you've lost me and, uh, and I, I'm not going back. Like I'm, I've, I rarely, if ever replay games, I'm replaying persona five and I'm doing that. Cause that game is amazing. Um, and I'm replaying God of war. I will restart God of war and play it again. Cause it's amazing. Like, I'm not going to do that for Sea of Thieves because, at best, that game was, like, a 7. Um, and I don't feel like, even if they added enough now, like, to I, I just don't have the time nor the want to go back. I only went back to Destiny because Forsaken was on sale during Black Friday. And I did miss at least the shooting elements. Like, I liked the, the gameplay of Destiny 2. It was just all the, the repeat of everything, you know, across the board that kind of turned me off and I got so tired of it. But I'm happy to be back. I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, and I want to play more of it. But not every game gets that second chance. Like, you have to have a good foundation and see if Thieves didn't and Fallout 76 doesn't. And all those games, like, you know, the only game with a good foundation has been Destiny that's made me come back. And maybe Titanfall. Except I never went back to Titanfall. Yep, so I, I did. That's the one that I mentioned that I actually did go back to. And I had a blast with it. I honestly did. But uh, I'll tell you this. The only reason I went back to it is because it, it was relatively early in the generation. And there wasn't a whole lot of other competition out there. So, yeah, I went back to it. But I'll say this. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong about something. And I'll say this today. I wrote the review for the Xbox Hub on Sea of Thieves. And at the time, I gave it 4 out of 5. Uh, today, I look back on that and say that's the one review ever where I would change my score if I could. And you'd drop it to what? 3.5? Uh, 3 to 3.5. Somewhere in there. Yeah, I thought 4 out of 5 was a bit high when you did that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, looking back, like, it's the one time ever where I think I got a little caught up in the hype, and I can admit that. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, you know, I I own that. But, you know, if I had to do it over again today, knowing what I know and experiencing, you know, having experienced what I did, I would probably rate it somewhere in that 3 to 3, 5 range. Um, not a huge difference, but it's a pretty decent swing, though. 3 out of 5 is a 70, whereas, you know, 4 out of 5 is an 80. So that's a big difference. Or 3 out of 5 is a 60, sorry. Um, like, Steven's like, I'm a math major. I'm like, <laughs> but <laughs> I was thinking 3, 5 for a second. But anyway, um, somewhere in that 60 to 70 range, rather than the 80 that I ultimately gave it, I would go back and change it today. So, yeah, I, you know, we, we all make mistakes. I'm not, you know... <laughs> 
immune to that. So I, I'll, I'll admit today that that was probably not the right score to give it. Yeah. But before the people like misconstrue what Tyler's saying, he's not saying that that's what he'd give the game in its current state. We haven't played it again. We haven't played since right. it might be a four out of five right now. Yep. But we're saying he was he's saying in the base game that came out day one. Yep. He gave it a two. So I'm clear. Yeah, I don't mean to I, speak I think, for you, Tyler. But no, I you're, you're sure absolutely that's, right. That's I, I can admit. I mail. think it's the one time. Yeah, I think it's the one time ever where I kind of let my excitement for the game influence the score I gave it. So I can admit that. I did that that time. I, I don't think I've ever really done that in any other review I've done, but this time I, I did. And like I said, if I could go back to March and redo it, I would probably give it somewhere, like I said, three to three, five. So, all right. Out of five, by the way, nine out of 10. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to cut you off here if you're trying to move on mm-hmm. to the next point, but the last thing I will say, the only thing Xbox has done well this year is make game pass. Like, their big ba- like the big their baby basically and not like yes. in a bad way like that's what they're they've mm-hmm. been kind of grooming and and figuring out like to how to uh how to make it the the star and i think they have and i'm really excited to see game pass when xbox has good yep. games to release for it <laughs> well and i think the the best thing about game pass is that they release all their first party games day and date of release on the game pass yeah no that is and, huge yep and I think that, that this kind of leads me into why there's two other things I think Xbox did well this year, Stephen, and one of them is Forza Horizon 4. Yes. That is, as okay. far as racing games go, it's about as close to a masterpiece as you're going to get. It's really strong. It's very, very good. But when a, a niche genre type of game is the best thing you have, that's a disappointment. just yep. is. Like, Graham, how much Forza 4 did you play? Uh, not very much at all, actually. The, the game looks beautiful, but I just yeah. never played it. Well, in the sort of the sad thing about the Forza series in general, when I'm, and I'm combining both Horizon and the mainline Forza games here, is that oftentimes the, the legacy that they have is how they look. They look amazing every time, without yes. question, without doubt, you know, without exception. Steven, uh, you loved Forza 4 when it first came out. In fact, you went and bought the season pass. Are you regretting that right now? No. No, I don't. Because I enjoyed it for the day I played, because that's about the time I put, I put like 24 hours into it. And I, I, I think I might still go back and play some of the expansions. Like, I don't... I got the game for free, so I can't complain about spending... Well, I think I spent 60 because I think I got the one that came with the both the expansion pass and the cars. So I think I bought both. Um... So, but I'm not going to complain about that because I enjoyed 24 hours. Like, I spent 24 hours on it, and I I enjoyed it, and I do plan on playing more. Like, I think Fortune Island looks amazing. Yeah, um, yeah it does. So I'm it excited really does. to go play it. Like, yep. so I, I can't say I'm, I'm complaining, but it is telling when, like, the best game Microsoft's had, for me at least, like, personally, like, I put more hours in my replay through of Persona 5 than I have in mm-hmm. Forza 4 when it came out this year, yeah. or Forza Horizon 4. And I mean, yeah. but one's a racing game, one's a JRPG. So like mm. time-wise, I guess it might be twenty-five in a racing game might equal, like you know, you know what you know what I mean, like proportionally. Oh, but yeah. I, I Microsoft just just missed with their their games this year, and it's not and, looking and, much yeah. much better next year. No, 
and you know just to clarify i know steven kind of did but just again it, when he says 24 hours it doesn't mean like he sat down on a tuesday and had fun and that was it yeah, <laughs> it just means like yeah he's put 24 hours total into the game i you know i probably come close to that steven i don't know the exact number i put into it it's probably a little less but you know i i love what the game is it's fantastic but i feel like forza is always that type of game that you can jump into and play for like 45 minutes and then put it away again for a week, you know? Um, when you put Forza Horizon 4 up against God of War or Spider-Man or Detroit Become Human, it's an, it's a no contest. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, Detroit Become Human was, like, Sony's, like, worst game to come out this year. And I don't mean <laughs> that, that it was bad. I just mean it was their... It was like their least best game. Yeah, and it was like their least still awesome better game. Than everything yes. that came out on Xbox this year, exclusive. You know? But well, yeah, and 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 the only the only thing that keeps Forza from having the title of sucks the least is that it's actually good, right? So with Sony, you're looking at you know are there you know I I I don't even want to say this word, but their weakest release of Detroit as an exclusive. Detroit's really still really strong. Whereas Xbox just like says, well, we have Forza, and they kind of don't want to talk about anything else. So, yeah. anyway, but they're really the not, other they're really not getting away from their bro shooter or bro shooter and racing game moniker. I mean, like, right. like Sea of Thieves, I guess. But you could make an argument that mm-hmm. that's kind of a racing game on the open seas with shooting sure. elements. <laughs> I mean, you could. Well, that's kind <laughs> of Sea of Thieves is like the Sea of Thieves is Fetch Quest Simulator. Yes, is what really is. But yeah, or at least at release it was. Okay. So anyway, okay. uh, The other story about X. Yeah, Graham, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know if you were going into it. Yeah, but um, so one thing about Xbox, they showed with all these companies that they bought and stuff like these studios Mm -hmm. that they're they're correcting this. They're gonna have a lot more and hopefully a lot of better stuff. So that's one big good thing that came out of this year. Like they, they had a lack of exclusives and stuff like that, but they know that and they showed it, and they showed us what they're going to do about it with yeah. all these studios. So, so like I, 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 I know for you. the year, but I'm like in the future, it's looking good. Yeah, I'm with you. I I we still need results matter, right? We still yes. need to see the results no, of these right. studios and what they do, like. You know, not to throw another sports analogy out here, but, you know, I'm a Twins fan in baseball, and last year they signed a bunch of free agents, and they still finished 15 games out of first. So just acquiring new talent doesn't mean, doesn't equate automatically to success. No, but it is absolutely a step in the right direction. Yeah, they're trying, and they deserve credit for that. They, they at least have acknowledged where they're weak and are trying to make that better, and they deserve credit for that. All right. My other, my final point on Xbox for the year is, and this is, I think, their shining star for the year, is how they have led the way in making gaming more accessible for people with disabilities. And, you know, it's it's a gaming story, but I think it's more of a human story. And I think it's really cool what they've done. They It's kind of started with Phil Spencer's um, public address at the Dice Summit way back in the spring. And he talked a lot about inclusion in gaming. And I think that, by the way, guys, led to one of our best podcast episodes ever. When we talked about that. 
And uh, I think, by the way, everybody, that's episode 84 if you came on later than that. I think it's 84. But that has sort of evolved and kept going into what we now know as the adaptive controller. And I'll tell you, the Xbox put out a commercial, you know, starting around Thanksgiving, Stephen, where, man, it's fantastic. And I think it's, it's everything gaming should be. So I, I give him all the kudos in the world for that. What do you think? Yes. Um, like, it's easy to say you're inclusive and, like, you want to be inclusive in gaming. And it's another thing to actually be it. And Microsoft kind of succeeded. Like, the adaptive controller is really, really, really cool. And what's even better is they left, like, the – I think it was, like, the source code or whatever, like, o- like open so other companies can emulate it. Like, they didn't patent it and try to hide it from everybody. And I think they even made it so that it can be used on other consoles if the other consoles, like, let it. Um, And that's, like, that's really, really freaking awesome. So I'm really happy that there are people that, like, this, that can use this and that now are able to play using this adaptive controller. And and, because I think everyone should be able to enjoy some of the great games that we've we've talked about in, in the last year. Not just um, people that, you know, have full use of their arms and and fingers and everything. So, yeah, Microsoft, like, for all their misses with their games, like, this still makes it a, a reasonable year for them because what they did was so, so good, you know? Like, just on, yeah, a, and, on a human level. Yeah, absolutely. And, Graham, just real quick before I go to you, like, there's there's an Xbox gamer out there who's he's actually pretty prominent. I, I'm so sorry. I don't remember his name right now. Or his gamer tag. But... He's blind, and think about Graham like playing games without sight. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing that they yeah have like put the time and the money into researching and developing these types of controllers for people with disabilities, because like gaming is so popular now, and it's getting more and more popular and stuff like that. So it's good to be able to include everyone like can play these games and experience these great experiences that these games have to offer. Like some of these games are so immersive and like, like it generally people are in like bad moods or things aren't going good for them in their life. Sometimes playing these games, like turn that around and make them like happy and they have like a great moment. So the fact that they have the ability to share this with anybody, that's great. And like, I I feel like that's what, that's what we need, right? Instead of separating people and like, well, this is a great game, but too bad you can't play it. But now, like Xbox is like, well, why can't they play it? Let let's let's enable them. Let's let's research this. So this is great. This is exactly what we need. This is what the gaming world needs, and it's a great, it's a huge positive for everyone. So it's great. I'm absolutely. glad to see that they did that. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think you know this this hobby we have the gaming world industry whatever it's so full of toxicity so so often and to see stuff like this is actually really cool so i'm i'm all for this like kudos to xbox excuse me not just for doing it but for leading the way in it and making it like steven said accessible to um all the other all their competition to say hey we want you know people to be, be able to experience everything regardless of whatever disadvantages they may have and that's awesome so congratulations to them on that and i think great work by them so all right uh graham nintendo wise yes uh what was big this year 
Well, we all know that Nintendo Switch came out last year, and a lot of t- people didn't know how it was going to get received. It was going to do well. Me, being the optimism, optimistic guy that I am, um, like it's going to be amazing. But uh, their sales numbers have shown that it's still growing strong. It's still amazing. The numbers during Black Friday show that it was like top-selling console. And sure, this is only its second year in there, but it's showing no signs of it slowing down. Uh, it's and it, with the with the third-party support, it's not like okay, I can't play these games. And there are limitations, like you're not going to play Red Dead Redemption Two on this system. And there's rumors about a new one coming out next year that's going to be more powerful and stuff like that. Uh, they they probably still missed the boat on playing these types of games. But the fact that they're making... The way I look at Nintendo Switch is kind of a second console. I don't know it's not a second console for a lot of people, but for people that it is a second console, it is an amazing second console. It is a hybrid, and it seems like this is what people have wanted because especially with like mobile phones now, like that is a big market, and people really like playing games on the go. So now that Nintendo has given the system where you can play it on the go and you can dock it at home and play it, it's just showing like with the numbers, it just backs up that this is what people want. And I'm thinking other companies like there was rumors about PlayStation might come do some kind of like a Vita type thing that competes with the Switch, but. I feel like Nintendo done all the right things. They have the exclusives, like huge. This was a great year for exclusives for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, next year is going to be a good year as well. So that was big. I don't know if did any this surprise you guys. Did you guys think it was going to do that um, big? Yeah, I'm not surprised by their sales numbers because Nintendo's always sort of been the most, um, you know, consumer friendly console that's on the market. And I think people feel like it's just more accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also ways. safer for, like, their kids, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm, I'm not that surprised. So, Graham, maybe sit down here if you're not, because I'm going <laughs> to okay, defend Nintendo for a second. Okay, say it. Okay. The biggest knock on Nintendo, especially with the Switch, is the graphics, among a couple other points, too which I think are more fair, but the graphics in particular. Nintendo doesn't succeed based on graphics. Never has. No. So why is that a thing now? Nintendo succeeds based on really strong games and innovation in terms of how people play them. That's their bread and butter right there. So why would they kind of sell out on that and go all in on something that's, you know, 4K, HDR, etc., just because everybody else is doing it? Like, yeah. the Zelda doesn't look as good as Red Dead. No, but it doesn't look terrible. Like, it's not bad. No, it doesn't. Even, it like, doesn't Skyrim, too. Like, yep. they're not, like, game-breaking graphics. Like, they're that bad. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can't play this. Mario doesn't look as good as, you know, The Witcher. But that's not the point of Mario. Mario's about the game and the gameplay. It always has been. Mm -hmm. And they've delivered great games time after time. Almost all of their exclusives are really, really good. I still have issue with Splatoon winning Shooter of the Year a few years ago. 
But other than that, like, they do really good things, and they deserve credit for it, and it shows in the sales numbers because people want it. So, Stephen, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I've never really thought Nintendo games look bad, like, on the Switch. Like, I've never played it in a handheld. I, I'm one of those, like, I guess I'm very rare based on some anecdotal evidence of people that own the Switch I've seen from some big groups. Um, but, you know, statistically, we can, you know, kind of generalize. <laughs> That's a math joke. Um, anywho's, uh, I I don't agree with you, Tyler. I like just because the game is not in 4K doesn't mean it looks good, like bad. Like I play my Switch when I play it. Um, I've been playing Smash, and I think the game looks great. Um, I think Nintendo kind of does make games that, especially first party titles, they're more cartoony, and so they don't need to necessarily be in 4K to look amazing. Whereas some of the like more realistic stuff might look not so good on 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 the Switch. But the stuff they have, I think, looks fine. Um, Octopath Traveler, for instance, came out this year, and that game was gorgeous. And that's not in 4K. Uh, Smash Bros. looks great. Like, even Legend of Zelda from last year looks phenomenal. I So I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Well, here's the thing, Steven. You're not disagreeing with me, because I don't feel that way. I'm saying that's the criticism of Nintendo from a lot of people. Maybe. Is I- that the graphics aren't there. And, you know, here's the thing. Like... In my opinion, Gears of War 4 is one of the most beautiful games on the Xbox One. Especially when you get it in with HDR support and all that stuff. How much do we still talk about that game today? Zero. We don't. Like, never. Yeah, we don't. You know, the, how a game looks isn't everything. Like, it helps in some cases. But it's not everything. And I so, really, I think we're in agreement, like... You know, I kind of reject the argument from people that, oh, well, you know, it's not as good because the graphics aren't as good. Why can't they have the same graphics? Well, that's not what Nintendo's about. And I agree with you. A game can still look good without being, you know, 4K HDR. Yeah, and I tell you, if you, if if the Nintendo tried to make a Switch that was, like, 4K, and, like, it probably would not output 4K as a handheld, but, like, let's just say normal 1080p, like, that's, it would not have been $300. Or four? What is the switch? Three ninety nine? No, I think the switch was three hundred bucks. Um, I'm trying to think MSRP at the time. Three ninety nine Canadian. So three hundred American. Um, like I, it would not have been three hundred. It would have been five, five or six hundred. Like for a four K console. Like, are you kidding me? Um, it's and God, can you imagine the price if they try to let it be four K in handheld mode? Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. Like, I games need to look decent, sure. But I think Nintendo passes that bar very easily. I think the most important thing is games are fun. And Nintendo always succeeds. Okay, not always. But for the most part, succeeds with with really fun games. And the Switch has absolutely succeeded with some fun, fun, phenomenal games to play. Like Zelda, Mario, Smash. Um, I haven't played Mario Party. It didn't get great reviews, but... I mean, I'm sure people are, are enjoying it. Like, Nintendo has a lot of options, too. Like, a lot of different, uh, you know, I would say different strokes for different folks. Like, Nintendo does not have the moniker of, like, you know, bro shooters and racing games, as like Microsoft right. does. Yeah. Um, so, Nintendo has options for everybody. Like, there was a great JRPG that came out, like, turn-based JRPG that came out. It was a great open-world action game, a great platformer. Um, and then they're porting some of the stuff from their older consoles over, which... You might disagree with, but every console does it anyway, so I don't yeah. see why Nintendo should be at fault for this. Like, there's a no. lot of options. Nintendo Switch is great, a great secondary console, and I disagree with Graham that it's 
not I, I don't think it's that many people's first console. I think at least ga- like no, gamer gamers. Yeah, you did. You said a lot of people's um, for a lot of people it was it was their first console. No, it's like it came out three four years after the Xbox One and PS4 came out. Like mm-hmm. so, a lot of people just had had this as their second. Um, people might getting into gaming now might have it as their only console, but Here, that being here's, said, here's what great, yeah it does. Here's great, what I'll man. say to that. I think, uh, excuse me, the the younger you go in the demographic, I think the more likely it is to be their first console. You know what I mean? Like primary. Um, and the closer you get to the sort of wheelhouse for what's called a quote-unquote gamer uh, in terms of age, like, if, you know, the teens to 35 or whatever, whatever it is, I think it's more likely to be a second console. And we just had a, a comment in, you know, um, Twitch chat that I just want to call it real quick. You know, as a, and he said, as a poor gamer, I can um, only really buy one console per generation. I could never buy the Switch or any Nintendo console at that because I'd be so limited as far as games and how they look. I need to mix it up. And Graham, I think that plays to your point. Like, for people that want, or not necessarily want, but can get a second console, the Switch is a great choice for oh, that. It's the perfect, perfect thing. I, right? I recommend it, buying... The Nintendo Switch over owning both an Xbox and a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So, but for somebody's like first choice for uh, a gaming console, you know, especially for the type of players that listen to gaming podcasts like our community, it's probably not your dedicated number one for the vast majority of people. Would you agree with that? Yep, yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, and what else do we have for Nintendo? For Nintendo, the next big thing come out was this one definitely got some mixed reviews, even between the three of us. Uh, we'll take guess who was the optimistic guy. <laughs> Real tough question. But uh, what I'm referring to is Nintendo's online service. Uh, this is a service that is $20 annually. It allows you to play NES games I'll just say virtual console. It's not virtual console, but it allows you to play NES games like like virtual console, except you don't own it and you don't buy it. Basically, it's kind of like a Netflix. It's a subscription-based thing. Um, I don't think they've taken any games off of it yet. I think they announced ones that will be coming off. I'm not 100% sure. That's not why I have the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it, it allows cloud saves and stuff like that. But people thought, oh, it should be virtual console, but there's no virtual console. But I think with the price of it being $20, you can't complain too much. Like, Yes, I, I can. Okay, you, you can. But then would you rather pay $60? You would. You would probably pay $60 yes. and get all the games. Mm-hmm. I agree as well, but at least this is something that they're offering. Um, okay, so all right, let me go first. No, no, go ahead. And then I'll turn it over to you. All right. Um, there's still so we just kind of gave Nintendo a pass on graphics, and not necessarily a pass. It's just not the it's not what not they focus point. on. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But there's still a standard for what online service for a gaming console should look like in the year 2018. Yes. And to come out and be less than that, so I'll give them a little credit for you know not charging what Xbox and Sony charge, but there's still a standard for what that should look like. And when 
it's still like a hassle to just go into like party chat. Yeah, I didn't even mention party chat. Yep. And you said it's kind of like virtual console, but you don't own the games and blah, blah, blah. And they might come off at some point. So which means that it's kind of like it, but it's not like it at all. (laughs) Yes. And yeah. By the way, everybody, this is where our Twitch um, emote came from. So if you're a subscriber in our Twitch chat right now, please use that. Purple Rainbow Unicorn. Because <laughs> I don't see them reintroducing Virtual Console at any point before the end of this generation for them. I think they're into this idea of like telling me what I should want to play and buy digitally or, or get digitally. Mm-hmm. from having their online service but i so, think it eventually they'll become a snes games on uh on uh, i'd say market but it's not really market offered with their subscription service okay you know who doesn't care about snes games or nes games me you you know what i want okay. gamecube and nintendo mm-hmm. wii and nintendo wii u games yeah but it's got to be in order they're not going to just why skip- does it have to be in order why don't they just you know, actually have why did they get rid of virtual console? Like, Xbox has backwards compatibility. PlayStation at least has PlayStation now. Like, Nintendo just got rid of it for no reason. Like, I'm willing to pay money to play old games, and now you want me to buy it used, or I mean, I don't believe in doing illegal things like emulating, but some people might. Um, So Nintendo gets no money from that. But, like, even buying a used GameCube and, like, all the used games that I wanted to play, like, Nintendo gets no share of the profits. So this really makes no sense. Like, Nintendo, like, economically is really dumb. In my opinion. Yeah. And so, Stephen, to your point, we once had a host on the show who talked about Raspberry Pi, like, every week. Graham, you remember? (laughs) Yes. I remember because I was a listener then. Yeah. (laughs) So, but no, I think... And I see where Steven's going with that, and I agree 100%. It's so Xbox has Game Pass. So if you sign up for a service, 10 bucks a month, you get all these games, right? And they have games with gold. So if you're part of their online service, you get, you know, what, three games a month to download? All that stuff. But, Graham, I can still go into their digital store and buy anything I want, pretty much. Not just from Xbox One era, but from 360. And the OG as well. Yes. Why in in PlayStation kind of same thing, right? With uh, PlayStation Now. So, why would Nintendo take away one of their most popular things? I like I said, for me, for me personally, before I go back to you, I'm sorry, yeah, but, no but for me personally, this was one of the things I was looking forward to most, and it's one of the biggest reasons I bought a Switch. I know I've said it on the show before, but I didn't have you know, the 60 and 64 or GameCube or um, really a whole lot of access to the Wii. So I was really looking forward to experiencing a lot of those games on the switch. And now I can't. So like, why is it a thing that is okay? Well, um, it's, it's not okay. And I'm still hopeful that they're going to bring it out. Um, I don't know about, uh, virtual console, but I think access to games across all their systems. Because to me, it just makes sense. Like, why not? Do you expect people to go out and buy these 
old classic systems and track down these games because that is really hard to do and it's really expensive. So if you if you own it and you can program it, maybe it's going to be when the the next Nintendo Switch comes out, something that maybe can handle better. I'm not sure. But I'd like to remain hopeful and I'd like to think believe that they are going to do it cuz I want it and I know a lot of people want it. So yeah. There is really no excuse. And as far as the party chat goes, yeah, there's no excuse. They they <laughs> I'd like to say something else, but I can't. Um but yeah, they definitely messed up. They um, yes. There's I don't know why there's no Bluetooth enabled for like audio and stuff like that. So all I can say is I guess when Nintendo Switch 2.0 comes out, possibly next year, hopefully it corrects all these mistakes because there are a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But it is a great system. So mm-hmm. it and it does take away from yeah. the greatness of it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Overall, it's it's a really good console and. You know, I think I just think they should be held to the same standards as everybody else when it comes to an online service. So that's just me. All right. So we've got three uh, general stories from the year that don't necessarily apply to any console uh, specifically, but uh, we we want to cover those as well. So who wants to go first? Okay. Nobody. Um, All right. Graham, I can go, go ahead. first. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about this. We brought it up on the episode before and everybody knows <laughs> about this is Bethesda and Fallout 76. So originally when this was announced like first there was rumors that it was going to be an online only game and people were like no it's not going to be that. That could be like a feature or something like that or maybe it's optional or something like that. And then later it came out yep it's going to be online only. And then Bethesda came out and officially announced it. It is an online-only game. So then we were kind of hesitant. I know I was. I'm like, well, this is Bethesda. This is a company who's put out amazing titles, lots of support. They've been known to be buggy and stuff like that, but nothing too serious. But this game just, it did not was not received well, didn't get received well about how the beta was, and then it was just so buggy, and then they reduced the price on Black Friday, they dropped it after game being out a week, and then they messed up on the bag by changing it from a canvas bag to a cheap, cheaply made nylon bag. So overall, this has been a terrible year for Bethesda. I bet you if they could go back and change this year so this didn't happen they would in a heartbeat uh, and it sucks too because I'm a huge Fallout fan I'm a huge Bethesda fan and after all this now I'm kind of like hesitant and like people are talking about oh it's the engine and they need to change the engine and then they said the next game coming out like Starfield and I think Elder Scrolls 6 is going to have the same engine so I don't know there is a lot of like like a lot of more caution now before I would trust this company like blindly. But now I'm, I'm going to question, I'm like, is this actually going to be that good of a game? So, and I'm sure you guys all agree with me. So let's hear what you guys have to say on it. Yeah. Steven thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it is just, it was kind of funny to see, but like, 
it was sad and funny, I should say. Like, I'm not, I wasn't rooting for their failure, of course. But it was funny to see how they just could not get out of their own way. Like, they kept making mistake after mistake after mistake. Like, they gave people's, like, credit card and inf- information and addresses to other people um, that supported tickets and stuff. And they just kept messing up. And, like, the game wasn't that good to begin with. Um, and it's not to say that it won't be good, but it was surprising. And... Um, if only someone had called it during E3, uh, and you know, not gotten some. Never mind. But never, never gonna get over that, are you? <laughs> well, I mean, it turns out I was right, so it you does. Know, I'm you waiting on my apology. Uh, but you know, or the Stephen was right parade. But that yeah. that'd be a lot of parades. <laughs> one one man know? parade. I'd have yeah. a lot. I'd have a lot of parades if that was the case. If if we threw a parade every time I was right. But <laughs> that's a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, I, I, I hope they fix this game. I just think as we've talked about, you don't get too many second chances and Bethesda is the one that, that might, uh, might tend to get one over some of the other companies, but they need to start writing the ship as they say. Mm -hmm. And so far, so not good. Yeah. And, And I'll say, I think there's an element of piling on here going on. Like I think you know, the cynical part of the gaming community, you know, the comment section part smells the blood, you know, they, they see the blood in the water and they're just closing in and they're attacking on everything now, including the engine, which we talked about a few episodes ago, which, you know, Steven, you kind of went into in detail, but it's like, you know, the engine itself doesn't make the game better or worse. It's just uh, how they, you know, do certain things in the game. It's not, I think people just are assuming that new is better. And that's not always the case. But ultimately, I'll go back to the point I made before. That I think Bethesda's used up all their goodwill here. And I think now that they're going to have to prove that they've got a quality product before people will just blindly pre-order and buy it. So, alright. Anything else on that, guys? No, I just hope they correct all this stuff to next year yeah and remain right, remaining optimistic yeah i i would like to be graham I, i'm not terribly though but i'll go next year and this honestly is still my favorite story of the year <laughs> love it but uh there there's a long well i shouldn't even say a long but uh, a loud history in the gaming community in recent years of people calling out gaming journalists and saying that, you know, they're biased, they take bribes from developers, blah, 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 to get uh, the scores that they want. I'll be honest, like, I've written reviews where, you know, at the end of every single review, we say many thanks to the developer in, like, the, the summary section. That's just what we do on that site. And I've had comments in there where it attacks, like, that's all you need to see is many thanks to there, because, you know, that means that, you're just a show for them. No, it doesn't. At all. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to evaluate the game based on what I think of it because I'm putting my name on it at the end of the day. But we did have a controversy that was 100% legit this year where there were some rumors of plagiarism. For a game that came out in August, I believe. And uh, 
a guy that wrote for IGN named uh, Phil uh, Mewson wrote a review and a YouTube channel called Boomstick Gaming said that, you know, they think he pretty much stole the review and completely copied it. Or at least parts of it. He, of course, denied it. IGN started looking into it and they found that, yeah, there's a lot of similarities here. They took the review down and then they did some further look, you know, investigating and they ended up terminating the writer the next day. So he goes up and posts a video, which is where it really escalated. It could have just gone away. But he goes and posts a video where he basically challenges Jason Schreier from uh, Kotaku, who's one of the best video game writers out there, to go find more. Basically saying, you're not going to find anything. Well, you know, challenge accepted. So he did, and he found a lot. And uh, his readers found a lot. And it turns out that Philip Mewson had plagiarized many, many articles and videos for a lot of different games over the course of his career. And we had a... I don't want to say like a heated like discussion about it because we weren't in disagreement, but we felt pretty strongly about this on the show back when it happened. And I think it still stands out as one of the bigger stories of the year because, you know, there, there's something to be said for ethics. And we talked about some other reviews we found where, you know, like they, they apparently got an early copy of the game, but the review is like 700 words for a AAA game. Game of the year, by the way. And, uh, you know, so we, we talked about ethics and gaming a little bit on the show, and I, I think we had a pretty good discussion around that. So, guys, what, what do you think about that story and, and how much it resonates still today, a few months later? Well, he, he did try to make a comeback. Um, his video was so disliked. Like, the dislike-to-like ratio was, was really funny um, on his comeback. His comeback was reviewing, like, the first video was reviewing, like, a headset or something. And the co- I, he might have even disabled comments. I, I can't remember. But, I mean, I get, like, he should be allowed to, like, try to find a way to you know, make money. It's not banned from having a job, but I don't think his job should be in the video game industry at all. Um, I think he should be blacklisted, I guess maybe. Uh, but that was a story that like, it, it made me upset. Plagiarism is just so lazy. Um, and it's, I just don't like stealing. It's like you, you're lazy. So you need to take other people's hard work and pass it off. I don't like plagiarism in any form. Um, I'm like, terrified to do it when it comes to college like i don't like like not i'm obviously not gonna do it on purpose but i just don't even want to do it on accident like um because you know i'll be writing a paper right and it'll tell me my originality report um and that tells me how many like how like it is to some other thing that's been submitted to that same like system and like if it comes back at like 20 i get scared i'm like it's just quotes that i was using i properly source them but plagiarism is lazy it's crappy it's a crappy thing to do. The fact that he tried to like deny that he did it was just stupid. Um, yep. And it was really funny when Jason like was like, "Okay, here's like 50 more things." That, like, yeah, right. <laughs> you want me to? You want me to find more? Here they are. Yeah, yeah you want there me to keep go. going? <laughs> so, Graham, your thoughts? Yeah, no, like the whole act is disingenuous. It's like. When you're yep. when you're writing this, it's your opinion. You, you got to show your passion towards it. So when you're just blatantly just ripping off someone else's words and stuff like that, then it it's completely fake. Like 
to me, just seems like just a fake, disingenuine person. Like, even like Steven was saying, the video that he posted, like, first he was like, he wasn't owning up to anything, and he was like playing kind of like the victim and stuff like that. And it's like, he deserved all the hate that he got towards him because there's a lot of people who don't have that position and they would love to have it and they work really hard but they haven't quite made it there and he just straight up took it for granted and he got away it just upsets me he got away with it for so long so yeah it's i'm happy to see that he did get busted for it and i like i don't know i haven't heard anything from him or his name which kind of probably speaks volumes for the outcome yep but it's karma. Uh, he it is. He deserves it, all of it. 100%. And it, it's too bad. Like, I don't wish anything bad upon people usually, but uh, he got what he deserved, and there's no excuse for what he did. So I'm right. glad he got and caught. I, I do want to call it a comment from Twitch chat before I wrap this up, uh, this this uh, topic anyway, um, saying, unfortunately, a lot of the time, the negative stories get the most press doesn't necessarily reflect the whole state of journalism, and you're absolutely right. Most game journalists are fantastic. Like, they do their job, and they have some honesty. They provide their genuine opinion based on their experience and their knowledge um, of what, you know, objectively makes a game good or not good. And there's no bias in there and stuff like that. But when stuff like this happens, it just adds fuel to the fire of everybody who says that, oh, you're also biased and slammed and blah, 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 blah. And that's why we came down really hard on him on this show. And I just, you know, I do want to say, though, just to wrap it up, I don't think anybody's, I, I think everybody's deserving of a second chance. People make mistakes. They do stupid things. And we don't know ultimately why he did what he did. But... Steven, rather than coming out and just trying to move on and make new videos and do whatever and act like it never happened, do you think it would have really benefited him to just come out and do a genuine thing and say, you know what, I did this, I was wrong, I'm sorry, and I'm going to be better. And I know it's going to take time to earn your trust back, but I'm going to do that. Yes, but he would have also had to have uh, um, announced like all his other times he's like plagiarized. Because... Um, yeah. Otherwise, like we, someone, because people would have looked, because people always look. Sure. Um, right. And yes, it would have been better. Like as soon as he like doubled down, like you lost yes. your second chance. Yeah. Um, yep. To me, like that was your second chance, and then you blew that. You um, should have done it like where you go like the credits. It's like, and now I would like to apologize to falling people who I ripped off, and just have a big scroll of like yeah. all. Should that be the longest part of the video, Graham? <laughs> yeah. But... but so yeah. But yeah, I, so Stephen, let's go to you for the last thing right. and uh, big surprise, which we're going to talk about here. But the, go ahead. The last, the biggest thing to come out of 2018, like there, actually, you know, not even 2018, not even 2018. Let me pause. <laughs> there. It's the biggest thing to ever happen in gaming ever. It's the biggest thing to ever happen ever in general. Okay, and that is uh, that Kingdom Hearts three, finally, 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 finally. Got a release date. Delayed. <laughs> no, you be quiet, Graham. Graham. <laughs> Canadian. Canadian Graham over here. Sorry, um, I had to. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 finally got a release date after what's been like 45 years. 
Um, no, I, I forget how, how long it's been since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, but it feels like forever. It's, it's probably at least 10, if not more. Um, but they got a release date. It's not coming until January, like 29th of 2019. So really early in 2019. It's, it's, it's a month and like a half away. But it was announced... Uh, they, they announced the release date, I think, at, like, the Disney Expo, like, before E3. It was, like, a couple weeks before E3 with the Kingdom Hearts, like, orchestra was there. And then they showed, like, 17 different trailers, um, one of which elicited a reaction that, you know, I don't care. But Graham and Tyler decided to make fun of all the time that, that it happened. But, you know, I don't care. I'm excited for this. Um, and there's been countless trailers since and new updates and even a PS4, like, Pro that is themed Kingdom Hearts, um, and that Graham thinks I'm gonna buy, but I'm not. Uh, but <laughs> there's a like, I, it's just it's it's coming. We finally are finally going to see it. I can't wait. Um, I know Tyler is, is also a huge fan. Uh, he will also be playing this game day one, so he'll he'll tell you about it right now. Yeah, I'm super excited for Disneyland Adventures in January. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I I'm excited. I will try it. I won't say I'm excited to try it. I'm curious to try it. I'll put it that way. So, and I'm also curious just because of how like much you love this, <laughs> and like Graham, I think podcast wise, one of the best moments of the year. Um, unfortunately, our audience didn't get to hear it, but Graham, when we were watching the E3 show and they showed the trailer, and Elsa appeared. That was one of my absolute favorite moments of the year, doing anything for the show. Because Steven kind of turned into sort of an excited, like, little girl. No, yeah, he screamed in my ear like he was one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's awesome because I know a lot of people are really excited for it. Like, Steven, you're uh, at, at or near the top of that list. And I'm happy for you that this is finally coming out. Uh, I know it's a it's a big game, and it's probably going to be a game of the year contender next year. We'll see kind of what else releases and how good those games are. But yeah, I, I think it's the type of game that uh, is going to make a lot of people happy and and make uh, make a lot of people feel like the wait was worth it. So yeah, I just I just wish it didn't yeah. come out like right after the new semester starts. If this came out early January, I'd be happy because I'd have like three weeks to not go to school that I didn't have to go to school. Um, and I'd think about, you know, missing work. What, what you're not listening my work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I would have the time to play this. I, I do. I do want to point out, I did watch a like 30 minute, like recap video. Um, just cause it's been a, a minute since playing some of the, uh, like the, the side games. Um, actually even King hearts too. I haven't beaten in a few years, but, I watched the 30 minute video and, and yeah, I don't recommend going into this game without having watched a, a recap and still good luck. Exp um, good luck understanding the story. Cause it's still convoluted as all heck, but this game's still amazing. I I'm, I'm really curious if IGN will do their like kingdom Hearts story explained in like five minute video. Cause I would really like to see how they try to explain the whole story in five minutes. Cause I don't think it's possible. So, so I'm looking forward to that, but no, I, I am pumped for this. Okay. Can I talk now, Steven? No. <laughs> so, um, there's really nothing drawing me into 
wanting to play this game. As Steven makes this game seem so amazing. And I'm just happy for Steven. I'm 100% happy for Steven. Thanks, Graham. I like when people really enjoy something and have fun with something. Like, that brings me great joy. And I know that Steven will love this game. He probably won't shut up about it, which is which is cool. Which is cool. I, I've been like, Steven, you're sounding very passionate right now, but I've had enough of your passion. <laughs> Seal it up. But no, I'm. I know it's been a long ways into wait, and I know a lot of people are big fans of this franchise. It just never struck any chords with me. Um, definitely, we'll be talking to Stephen about it, or he'll just be talking anyways, and I'll be listening. But I'm just curious to see how it goes, and I hope it's everything that he hopes it to be and more. That's all I would say. Thank you, Graham. All right. Well, Steven, I feel the same way. And Graham, like, that, that's a really great point. And that's the holiday spirit coming <laughs> out. It, it's just like how supportive we are of your love of fantasy hockey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of yeah. which, for anyone that's in our, our fantasy league, feel free to, like, figure out a way to beat Graham because he's undefeated, and, and that's not undefeated. allowed. Undefeated. That's not allowed. That's I mean, pretty it's impressive. Not, it's not quite fair because he has his spare yeah. bedroom as, like, his war room um, <laughs> where he yeah. has, like, you know, the draft board up. He and, has like, whiteboards yeah, all around just, the room and, like, everything. trade yeah. scenarios and, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. No, we kid. Um, good yeah. for him, I guess. But, no, I, I think it's awesome that a game so many people are passionate about is finally coming out. Like, maybe not for me, but good for them. To be able to play, including you, Stephen. Like, you know, I hope it's as good as you're hoping it will be. So, all right. That does it for sort of our review of 2018, the biggest stories of the year. So, let's head into releases. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're heading into the, the abyss, so to speak, uh, of releases. Next next week, I don't think there's, like, anything. I almost said next year. There are actually releases next year. But... Let's start with Xbox, and you can get uh, Donut County on the 18th. You can get Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the Pillar DLC, also on the 18th, and Sundered Eldritch Edition on the 21st. Games with Gold, Cube 2 still through the 31st. Never Alone uh, through the 15th of January. That starts on the 16th of December. And Mercenaries Playground also Starting the 16th of December through the 31st of December, the end of the month. So, Stephen, what do we have for PlayStation? All right. Well, not much, but you can get Warhammer Vermintide 2 on the 18th. Cook, Serve, Delicious 2 on the 18th. Uh, I didn't even know there was a first one of those. And Dreamwalker um, on the 18th. So, all three of those are on the 18th. And you still have about, well, almost well, three weeks now at this point to get Soma and Onrush um, as PS Plus games. Um, as well as a couple other like Vita titles and PS3 games, if you're if you're into that, and and that's that's ending in a couple months. Just a reminder, um, it's 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 probably four four months left to get uh, the PS3 games and the PS Vita games. After that, they're going to stop being included in PS Plus games. So just a reminder, don't want to you know don't want that to hit anyone blindside anyone. But Graham, what what do we got on Nintendo? Well, on Nintendo, we have some releases coming up. We have Firewatch releasing on the 17th, and I'm personally going to be getting that one. Also, we have Bring Them Home, which will release on the 20th. And then on the 21st, you can get Dynamite Fishing World Games. That sounds like a lot of fishing fun. So get those games and let us know how you enjoy them. 
All right, good stuff, Steven. Uh, let's go into questions. And what do we have this week? Band man. All right, first, uh, let's do our first voice uh, voice message. Um, and by the way, well, just a quick little little uh, little shout out to Tony. Um, Tony, you sent one in, and we definitely appreciate that. Uh, but it was a little it was a little loud to share with some of our our fellow you know we don't want to we don't want to make you guys deaf because there was a couple there's a little bit of background noise but but definitely so, yeah, appreciate just, you sending that in yeah just to expand on that scene real quick before you go into the voice the audio question that we have the tony like love it man you're like so committed you're like sending questions from work however we kind of heard like all the machinery and stuff at work more than we heard you yeah so thank you but uh please resubmit that question uh maybe when you're not around heavy machinery and we'll be good to go. But thank you again for sending that in. Yeah. But so let's go to our other voice message. Uh, voice. Yeah. Voice message from uh, Titus. So let's give it a listen. Hi, my name is Titus. Um, I think that Far Cry coming out at $40 is a great idea uh, because most likely they're not going to be releasing a complete game worth $60. And they're probably going to have a good amount of DLC. So the total game price should come to about $70 or $80. Do you all agree? Or do you think that... Um, Games should just come out at sixty dollars as a complete game. All right, thank you, Titus. Uh, sorry about that that little delay there. Um, I don't know, Twitch OBS messed up, but uh, I'll I'll go first here. Sure. I I think it just depends on the game. Like I think Far Cry coming out at forty is perfectly reasonable, mm-hmm. um, and I I still think there'll be a decent amount of stuff to do. I don't think it's going to be like a five hour campaign, like I imagine probably kind of milk, and I don't mean milk. Well, not even milk, but I think you'll probably be able to play like 20 hours of it and you can milk even more. And I think that's a fair price for for 40. I just, I don't necessarily like, like you remember the game Azura's Wrath? Came out for 60 and it was like seven hours long. Um, That's Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff I don't like. Uh, How about the order, Steven? Yeah, well, that on one I, PlayStation. Yeah, that was that was another one. Same <laughs> same same sort of deal. So yep. I think forty is more than fair. And if a game should be sixty, then it, I mean, if a game could be sixty and like you you get the the playtime in for sixty, I think that's fine too. But I don't need a game to try to add more stuff to to be a sixty dollar game. Like I that that just seems unreasonable, you know. Yeah, Graham, thoughts? Yeah, no, I think what you're charging for the game should be what is coming with the game at that point. You don't charge, okay, we're going to charge you $60 for this game, but we'll be releasing three DLCs to make it worthwhile. If it's only $40 worth of material, then you sell it for 40 and then you can sell maybe $10 for the DLCs because not everybody's going to get the DLCs. So you can't just bank on people like, oh, they'll get the DLCs and stuff like that. Because even if they paid for it and the content is free, maybe they're not going to be playing the game at that point. So I don't think it's fair saying, okay, $80 for this game and we'll give you more stuff Mm -hmm. for it after. And some games, it is well worth it and some games it isn't. So there's no like strict like one side of line or the other. So it it depends, but I don't like them seeing charge more money than what they actually offer with the game. Yeah, so, uh, Tice, thanks for the question. Uh, you know, I just want to kind of say one thing. Um, you know, I don't think a complete game is a $60 game necessarily. It can, you know, a game that's 40 or 20 or 10 can be a complete game. 
and it can stand on its own just fine. And I think that the pricing should be done based on the experience that the player gets and how much time they actually get out of the game. But, you know, the, the argument or the, the uh, example I'll make is sort of, or give is Unravel, the first one, I think that game is phenomenal. I, if you listen to the show for a while, you've heard me say that a few times. And, you know, we think, uh, or I think that the game is fantastic. And, Stephen, I know you went back and played it again. I think you really liked it too. But, like, for $20, that game feels like a steal. So, I think uh, I think it's smart to price your game accordingly to what the experience is going to be for the player. And we just talked earlier in the show about how, like, Sea of Thieves etc came out at 60 bucks and maybe it shouldn't have so yeah all right all right next question from nick the bearcat uh this is a me question he says when is steven eating another beef jerky and oh i would do it this weekend but i'll tell you my stomach my stomach was very upset with me for like three days after. So I'm going to wait until finals are over and Christmas is over before doing it. But, uh, so look for that coming after, after the Christmas, Christmas day, potentially next weekend. If I, if I think I can do it on Friday, um, but definitely, definitely after Christmas, uh, for the, for the, uh, the next one, I, I know that those of you who watched it, um, enjoyed it. Uh, cause I saw some nice, very nice comments and I appreciate that, but uh, I do, I will do it. I will do it. I, this didn't turn me off from doing it, but, but it's going to have to wait until definitely after finals, <laughs> maybe can get through Christmas, but I don't know. It, it soon, soon though, for sure. All right. Um, did, did you guys want to answer that question? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think no, so. J- <laughs> just look forward to the next video, Steven. So, uh, oh, just you. keep us posted when you get it out there. Right. Yeah, and if if you guys enjoyed the video and you guys have like other things you want to see me like, like spicy foods, like not disgusting, you know, I like if it tastes good, but it's just you know it's spicy, like I'll do it. So you know, let me know because I'm I'm open for suggestions or other stuff you would want to see. Pick up a spider and let it. Stephen, just uh... hell no, (laughs) hell no. (laughs) Stephen, do me a favor, just let us know before. You record it that you're doing it and posting it just in case you're like bedridden or in the bathroom for like three days <laughs> afterward. I'll be fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Next question from Piracy. Yes. What kind of questions do you guys like receiving most? So honestly, I'll, I'll go here. Uh, questions like that. I, I uh, you know, we, we love like the desert Island question. We do get that a, a few times a year, though. And by a few, I mean like 12. Um, I like questions about, uh, you know, like questions about the show, um, questions about us in particular. You know, um, Graham, like one of the best moments ever on our show. Stephen wasn't on quite yet. One of the best, one of the best questions on our show is like what we all do for a living. Would you agree? Yes. <laughs> no, that was good. Like personal so, well, again, I was a so. listener. I remember the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, also, things about food, like our our Discord community in particular, gets pretty passionate about food and like pizza in particular. Yeah, I, say, I think so we have. A, so we have fun, and I think question. we have one coming. Yeah. We do. We do have one coming. So we don't want to spoil so, that. But stuff like that's always really fun. 
um, to to kind of get into because you know we, uh, we we generally give a lot of our opinions about games and stuff over the course of the show, and yes. sometimes we feel like we're just kind of repeating ourselves, you know, when we answer that stuff in questions. But that said, we we really appreciate all questions, and we kind of we we definitely make sure to answer as many as we can every episode. Graham, yeah, no, like the like. Tyler said, like, we talk about video games and all that stuff, and we usually hit on, or you guys know what my favorite franchise is and stuff like that. So we could just answer that stuff over and over, or you could kind of ask us some questions, just get to know us a little bit more, and, like, maybe some of our hobby, whatever, right? Just a little, maybe a little more personal questions, but any question. You know what they say, there's no such thing as a, a stupid question, just a stupid answer. So, and I feel... That's- that's not I what feel they like, say, but okay. <laughs> well, well, maybe in Canada. Maybe in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with Tyler, though. I like the off-the-wall questions. Um, I do like talking about video games, Um, you know, no. considering. No, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's surprising, right? They're okay. But but I do like I do like the questions that aren't aren't related to video games because um, it kind of, you know, switches it up a little bit um, and, you know, switch, you know, and stuff like that, you know. But uh, so feel free. Like you don't need to ask a video game question if you if you have any questions that you want to ask, you're curious about, send it in, because there's a strong possibility we will ask it as long as it's appropriate, of course. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yes, the off the wall questions and the next question is is some of my like one that I w- I love to answer. So Bossman Booth asks, does pineapple go on pizza? Let's go to Graham first here. A hundred absolutely percent does belong on pizza and my consensus is most people i know prefer pineapple on pizza as opposed to people who don't like it on pizza but i love the passion about it people who don't think it belongs on pizza think it's the worst thing on pizza they think it's going to cause the world to come to an end but me personally i love my hawaiian pizza and even when i get other stuff made i put pineapple in it or on it because i think pineapple goes great with it so i'm right rusty people who disagree are wrong now you're entitled to your opinion even though if it's if it's wrong yeah. but no pineapple does belong grammy you sounded like steven there for a second <laughs> uh, speaking of steven what uh, what do you think no i'll let you go first Steve, Tyler. okay so absolutely not like it's not a fruit salad everybody yeah, because it's because uh, uh, you know tomato sauce doesn't go on pizza. And what's tomato? <laughs> what is tomato, Tyler? It's that's fruit. part of pizza. It's a fruit. It's part of pizza. <laughs> so no, it doesn't. I just you know I get it. people like it, and I don't want to take that away from them. Like enjoy what you like, whatever. Just uh, it will never ever ever be on a pizza that I order. So uh, piracy in chat. I know you're going to be happy with my answer because you said absolutely no, it doesn't. I agree with you 100. percent it does not. Piracy is wrong as well. Yeah, I'm breaking the tie. Um, and it absolutely does. Sweet and savory is the best ding, combination. Ding, 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 ding. And there is nothing better than a Hawaiian pizza. I do like my, like, you know, ham or pepperoni pizzas. I do think Meat Lovers is, like, too much. Um, and yes, yes, you can at me, whatever. I don't care. It's too much. The, the combos doesn't work. There's too much meat and the flavors block out the other ones you need to enjoy what you're eating but canadian bacon and pineapple mix 
absolutely perfectly on a pizza. It's sweet. It's savory. There's nothing better. So, yeah, Tyler, you're wrong. And, you know, at me all you want, so, chat. Okay. I don't care. All right, so let, let's talk about Meat Lover's Pizza for a second, because I'm in agreement with you on this. I, I think if you order a Meat Lover's Pizza <laughs> that is, like, thin crust or medium crust or whatever, you pick up a slice and it's automatically vertical. Because each slice is, like, four pounds. I, it's, it, I agree with you. It's too much. So let me ask you guys real quick follow up here wait, wait, real quick i just want to point out that that i just saw something really funny in twitch they said that i was the pineapple of pizza toppings so so, <laughs> so, so i can take your your jokes and i i think that's hilarious <laughs> it is actually so all right guys ideal pizza you're gonna order pizza where are you ordering it from and what are you getting on it Well, obviously, I'm getting a deep dish pizza from Giordano's, and I'm getting, like, pepperoni as the only topping, because that's all I need. If I order pizza, the only topping? Bacon, because I'm Canadian, and I love my bacon. Well, Graham, it doesn't have to be just one topping. You can get any pizza you want. Oh. I'm lying. <laughs> so where are you getting it from? Uh, my go-to as of late has been Domino's for ordering. Um, but going to pick up or going for a slice, there's a local pizza place. It's called Tasty Pizza, and it makes some of the best tasting pizza. But the best pizza I ever had was when I lived in Vancouver, BC. It was called Uncle Fatty's Pizza. That was the best pizza ever. Missed that. All right, so for me, um, I'm going to go with Steven. Giordano's in uh, the Chicago area is the best pizza there is. Uh, deep dish for me, it's uh, sausage, pepperoni, and onion on that pizza. And I'll have heartburn for like four days, but it's totally worth it. Steve, what else we got? All right. Um, let's go back to video games here for a second. Nuka asks, what makes a game story memorable? I'm going to go with the characters. Um, The most memorable one I've played as of late would be The Witcher 3. I absolutely love the characters. I love the story. And, yep, that's what makes it most memorable for me. All right. And, Graham, I'm going to piggyback on that. It is the characters for me as well. You can have the best story in the world, but if the characters are, like, totally uninteresting and you're not connected to them, it doesn't matter. So the characters are the biggest thing in a story for me. Um, the more you feel attached to the characters, the more the story resonates with you, I think. So that's my answer, Stephen. Um, yeah, I I mean, it does need good characters for sure, but it also needs like good story, like story beats, right? And I need to care about like what's happening and I like surprises. Um, like Red Dead Redemption 2 had story things that came out of nowhere in a way. Um, so did like... Uh, oh my gosh, I just blanked on it. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. Like, I was listening to, um, like, the the opening song to Kingdom Hearts, uh, Simple and Clean by Utada Hikaru. Um, and, like, that song, like, it just makes me want to, like, it, like, tears me up a little bit, you know? And I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And, like, when I was watching the Game Awards last week, same thing for the Red Dead 2 songs. Because it, like the music mixes with the story, like what's happening in the story. And it just makes the story like amazing. And that's why I'll always remember the stuff that happens in those stories. Like this, 
It it, it needs to kind of not be so obvious, right? But it also needs to have good characters. So that's that's my answer. All right, and I'm with you on that. Like those surprising moments, a hundred percent with you. Did did you guys play through Arkham Knight at all? Yes. No. Well, I almost beat it. But I okay, didn't. so you definitely saw like the moment in the game, right? Like that shocking moment in the first two three hours of the game. I don't exactly remember. Like where the character reappears out of nowhere. Do you remember? I yes, I, I so. think I know what you're talking about. I was at first I thought you were talking about the the thing that happened late in the game, but no, 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 no. I know what Early. you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Yes, and that to me was a game changer for the the entire story of that game, and it had me hooked from that point on. It was just fantastic. So I'm I'm with you on that as well. All right, what else we got? <laughs> All right, our next question is from. Uh, Wretched Eel, he says, I'm thinking of throwing a New Year's party. Which party game slash local multiplayer games would you guys recommend on the Xbox One? I'll go first here. Um, one is Overcooked 2. Um, Castle Crashers is another fun game. Uh, local multiplayer, that's that's really fun. And the Jackbox party, party Pack. I think one of them's on sale like this week. I could be wrong. It may have been last week. But but the, the Jackbox Party Pack games are fun. There's a lot lot there lot for especially for a new year's party um because you can get more than four people playing um and so i would go with that yeah i'm with you jackbox party packs the way to go uh, you can get a lot of people involved people play from their phone and it's uh it's easy to get everybody kind of involved in the game and each pack has a bunch of different games to choose from and it's uh it's uh you can find something that everybody's gonna like so i i would definitely recommend that okay Graham? so i'm gonna go with jack-in-the-box party pack as well but i'm also going to go with either rock band or guitar hero get out there sing play drums make a fool of yourself play what you said sing pushed in plastic but not steven pushed in plastic buttons but no uh guitar hero and rock band is very fun uh, and you're listening to great music and no, it's that's that's my recommendation. Maybe have some drinks with it, but drink responsibly. Don't drink dry. So, Stephen, you thought you said earlier tonight off air that you were going to bring your PSVR to family Christmas, and then you turned to Scrooge. So why? <laughs> so it's two things. It. Like I was playing Beat Saber. I'm like, man, I really think like my parents would like actually like kind of find this interesting, right? Um, but uh, on the other hand, it's like. I don't want them touching my, <laughs> my PSVR, but it could just be because <laughs> it's my very first day of using it. So like, like I'm like thinking right now and not you know five ten days from now. So, um, so like we'll we'll see. But I just it's also a lot of work to carry because there's like five thousand cords I'll need to take. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of Steven. It sounds like you're going to be visited from some ghosts. Yeah, maybe. In the future. Maybe here. Um, sure, on my TV when I rewatch uh, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Carol. But yeah. All right. So guys, I think that's all the time we have for questions. And uh, let's wrap it up and get out of here this week. Wait, what? Don't we? Yeah. Have, don't we have stuff to do? We do. We got a couple things to do first. Well, yeah. Stephen, uh, we have a Patreon giveaway to do. And we have a winner for the month of December. We do. We do. 
What can you tell us about that? Yeah, and um, thank you to Rumham for being being our our, our on being a patron and Get congratulations <laughs> because you are the winner. So hey, congrats to you. Yeah, congrats and thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll reach out to you and get you uh, $60 in gift cards to the console of your choice. So, guys, was there something else we have to do? No, I think that's it. No, I think, no I think, that's it? I think we have to say our goodbyes. I, I think there's, like, one more thing. No, don't tell me Steven's going to sing. Please don't. No, Steven's not going to sing. Whew, thank you. What is it? Oh, I remember. That's how it means it's time for our clue for the week. This is the second to last one. And next week's the final week of clues for our holiday giveaway. But I'm telling you, like I said at the beginning of the show, I think between this clue and our Patreon exclusive uh, clue, which uh, really stress, get in now, patreon.com slash gaming hub. You get those extra clues to look at to put the pieces together and win a Nintendo Switch for a holiday giveaway. But here is our clue for the show this week. Everybody ready? Everybody have that Docs, uh, Google Docs uh, form opened up and ready to submit? I'm ready. Here it is. Graham, you can't win. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. You have enough switches already. Okay. Graham. Okay. I do. All right. Everybody's like, just give the damn clue already. Here we go. <laughs> to survive my ending, maybe mimic what Indiana Jones did and find the right appliance. So again, to survive my ending, maybe mimic what Indiana Jones did and find the right appliance. That's our clue for week number 11 out of 12 of our biggest holiday giveaway ever. We have one more clue to do next week if nobody gets the right answer between now and then. I'm kind of thinking we'll be able to announce a winner next week, guys. But we'll see. Challenge to our community. Best of luck, everyone. Yep, best of luck, everybody. And uh, hopefully uh, somebody can get that right and get a Nintendo Switch for Christmas just in time for the holiday. Now it's time to get out of here. Guys, this has been episode 139. And uh, again, Stephen, we were like, it's going to be a short episode. No, it's not. But you guys <laughs> we had a good sure time. like to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we had a good time. And uh, thanks everybody for turning out on Twitch, uh, especially. But if you'd like to join the community, there's a few different ways to do that. Uh, Twitch, like we mentioned, TXH Gaming Hub there. You can go to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums on uh, Facebook. And from either of those places, Facebook or Discord, or I'm sorry, Twitch, you can get a link to our Discord page, our Discord channel, and uh, join there where we have a lot of discussion going on about things like pizza, like we talked about during questions. So uh, maybe some video games, too. We talk about that a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, among many, many other things. So we have a pretty good conversation going on there with our community. If you'd like to help support the show, there's a few different ways to do that. If you are an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub every single month. And if you choose to spend that on us, we'd really appreciate it. If not, spend it on somebody to help them grow and achieve their goals. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash gaming hub, where for as little as $5 a month, you are entered to win a $60 giveaway every single month, just like Rumham just did. And for as little as $2 a month, you get an extra clue to the holiday giveaway every single month, October, November, and December, and you get an extra uh, guess to guess the correct answer in our Google Doc. All right, guys. 
let's get out of here. Um, we are closing in on Christmas. It's uh, it's been a a good run this year, and we're kind of in the midst of our year wrap up episodes. And next next week we have some uh, cool stuff planned as well. But uh, by the way, everybody, real quick before we go, we'll be posting the voting form tonight for our award show, which will be the last episode of the year. So please take part in that. Uh, submit your votes. Catch your votes and let us know who you think should win the awards that we have on there. All the nominations came straight from our community. So please vote and uh, be represented in that. All right. For Graham and Steven, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us for episode 139 of the Gaming Hub Podcast. We'll be back next week with episode 140. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, play great games, and we will talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.